Good day guys, we are in April and that is like a quarter into 2020. I hope you are making progress towards your financial goals and if you're not, then maybe you want to get a bunch of friends to do it together, you know. I believe that doing it together, probably it's a better way than doing it alone. And when I ask people what are their goals for the year, time and time again I hear this thing called I want to make $10,000 a month. And I'm like, bro, why leh? Why do you need to make $10,000 a month if you have never ever even made like six, seven, eight? I mean, if you have, that's cool. But you've never made that kind of money. What makes you think you want to make $10,000 a month? And that is the topic for today. Three reasons why you will never make $10,000 a month and it is fine. So good morning everyone, I welcome you to another day with a financial coconut. In our podcast, we'll be debunking financial myths, discovering best financial practices, discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it, ultimately empowering us to create a life we love while managing our finances well. And today's topic is 3 reasons why you will never make $10,000 a month and it is okay, it is perfectly fine chill guys I know when many people see this title they feel like why why do you say this kind of thing but selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm going to try my very best to convince you why I say this and why it is okay. It's perfectly fine not to make $10,000 a month. And we're going to start with the fine part. You know, so when I look at it, why do people have this goal of making $10,000 a month? It very much stems from this idea of status, this idea that you want to be different, you want to be special. And you know, most of your friends, they make like four digit, right? Three, four, five, six thousand. That is the kind of range, right? And when you tell people, hey, you know, I make five digit income, you know, like I make more than 10K, there's this idea of status and very much it bangs on this fear and insecurity that we have and when we come to the topic of money there is so much fear going on because it is so abstract to a lot of people you don't really know how you're going to look like retirement in retirement you're not you, you don't really know whether you will actually fall sick you know in a sense that you need a huge insurance and you don't really know many things it's so abstract right the, the idea of delayed gratification sounds so logical but in actuality it's so abstract and there's tons of research and we will we will dive into some of those research in another episode but when I look at it, it is because of all these insecurities, uncertainties, and the lack of understanding to grapple money and understand finances in general that 
allow us to fall prey to a lot of these financial gurus, a lot of these get-rich-quick scheme, kind of multi-level stuff, and also to fall you know, as a victim to our own insecurities, we set all these kind of crazy, audacious goals. I know some people are like, hey, you know, you need big goals so that you succeed big, but hello, bro, seriously. If your goals are so huge that it is statistically impossible, or it's like you're swimming against a tsunami, you know, it's different when you're swimming against the tides and when you're swimming against a tsunami. You swim against the tides, you can hop on your surfboard and look cool. You swim against a tsunami, oh my god, bro, chances of you coming out of it, right? It's like near zero. <laughs> so I think we need to set good goals, right? Goals that drives us, that keeps us going and you know, allow us to wake up and feel energetic and want to strive for them, but not like audacious stuff that we'll never, never achieve. And this kind of $10,000 income a month is one of those crazy audacious goals that you will almost never achieve. But it is okay because you can still live a great life, right? If, if you look at Singapore, average household income is not huge. The median income for Singaporeans in 2018 you know, as a household, is about 9200 And that is something that you can find on Singstat. Right. And if you go to Ministry of Manpower's Workforce Report, which they publish every year, the current median income in Singapore per individual is about 4400 That is the range that we're looking at. So what is median? Essentially, median is when you line everybody up from number one to number 100 or number whatever, the last person, and the person in the middle, the person right in the middle, makes about 4.4 thousand. That is the range that we're looking at. So yes, you may say that some of us, we don't make as much. Some of us, we're struggling. And I get it. It is not, you know, accurate in terms of trying to reflect your reality. But statistics is the kind of base that we need to look at when we are trying to be as objective as possible. And what I'm, I'm, am I trying to convey to you today is that even if you don't make $10,000 a month, you can compound and become wealthy over time. You can live a very comfortable and decent life in Singapore. Honestly, although I don't live in Singapore anymore, but when I go back and when I look at all these, you know, different people, my friends and, you know, the general life in Singapore, it's not too bad. You will never become audaciously wealthy if you're just following the norm, right? You're going to live like everyone else. But honestly, if you're living like everyone else, come on, man, your life is amazing compared to people within the region or even people in Hong Kong, you know, people in Japan. We all want to live a better life and that is the fundamentals to human progress. But honestly, when we look across the board, within the world or within the region, I dare say the life of an average Joe, which is the mass of us in Singapore, is way better than anyone else within the region. Of course, if you want to do business, you want to be different, you want to be unconventional, then that is like a whole topic in itself. But when you look at it, most people don't make $10,000 a month. They never come close individually and it is fine. They live a very happy and comfortable life in general. Okay, We all have our episodes of issues, but when we drag it long enough, it is fine. 
Which brings me to my very first point, why you will never make $10,000 a month. It is because only about 1-2% to of Singaporeans make such income. And yes, how do I get these statistics? Honestly, there is no outright stats in the in online that you can find. No report really tells you what is the breakdown, how many percent of people make 10,000, how many percent of people make less than that, and what is the cut spread across. But there is this one report that I found written by Mr. Tan Ern Sir of LKY School of Public Policy titled, Class and Social Orientations, Key Findings from the Social Stratification Survey 2011. So please go and Google and go and find it. This guy did a survey with 2,700 people in Singapore. Of course, it is not super reflective of the market, but this is at best of what I can find and I hope that there are more studies around it. And statistically, if you look at it, only 1% of household based on his 2,700 PACS study, only 1% of household make more than 20,000. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A month. So if I'm assuming that in this household, there are only two people that makes money and they make an even number, that is about 10 that is about only 1% that makes $10,000 a month. But you factor in all these kind of standard deviation, let's give it maximum 3% of Singaporeans make such income. So yeah, like I said, you want to set good goals, you want to set goals that drive you. But these kind of audacious goals, right? That means you're trying to tell me that you, amongst 100 people in Orchard Road, right? You are the top three. I, I honestly find it very challenging if, if most of us are doing what everyone else is doing and we want to rise above the rest, then that is extremely questionable. It's like you telling me that you want to grow a sunflower, both of you use the same seed, same soy, same fertilizer, same amount of water, water at the same time, and you expect your sunflower to grow bigger. Alamak. How does that work, right? So I'm not dissoning you. I'm not telling you that you shouldn't strive for the goals that you want to go for. But statistically, it is like an avalanche. It is like a tsunami. It is very challenging. So if you want to go for your $10,000 a month income, by all means, do it. But you got to realize that it is virtually impossible. I would say it's virtually impossible because I can easily name like 30, 50 people that I think are doing a much greater job than me providing value to society and to their corporation and whatever that they do. So when I look, when I look at it, it's like, okay, law, then I'm fine. Uh, because we need to realize that wealth accumulation is income surplus compounded over time, which means every month you save a little bit, you gather a little bit, in due time, you will become very wealthy. And everyone else in the market is trying to sell this Amazon course, trying to sell you that stock picking course. It's just trying to tell you to increase your income or op optimize a certain element of it. But the reality is, the basis is you need income surplus. As long as you, you, you make more than you, you spend, in due time you become very wealthy. There's no secret to this, right? So don't need to be too emotional and you know desperate to make ten thousand dollars a month it is okay my friends which brings me to 
The number two point is that the labor market, it is governed by demand and supply factors. I think these days many people understand a little bit of demand and supply. I mean, I go to the supermarket, like go to the wet market, the auntie can tell me inflation, inflation, you know, right? So I'm assuming everyone kind of knows a little bit about demand and supply. But I think many of us conveniently forgot that even in the labour market, there is a demand and supply, right? Remember the days when engineers were paid very, very well. Remember the days when bankers were paid very, very well. Remember the days when air stewardess were paid very well. Remember the days when designers were paid very well. And today, coders are paid very well because there is a huge demand and a lack of supply. That is kind of how it is. Of course, there are a lot of nuances in this whole dynamic. And we talked about this in... Episode 2, one of the earlier episodes which the audio quality not as good. But anyway, content is still pretty good. <laughs> so we talk about paycheck realities. Essentially, is you may be doing administrative work in a legal firm compared to you doing administrative work in F&B. It's, it's different because the industry cannot afford to pay you. Of course, that is a whole new level of discussion in itself. But there is a general broad market sentiment, right? In the past, when there were not enough engineers, engineers were paid very, very well. So when we look at today, it is because the coders are in short supply and that's why everyone is paid very well, you know, at least for most of the coders that I know. And honestly, many of them don't really care about finances at this point in time. Because if you think about it, you just graduated or... You know, you, you've studied and you come out, you graduate. Suddenly you make five, six, seven, eight thousand. Some of those coders, they do make that kind of numbers right from the university, right after they come out. They have done some projects before, they've done their internship, they've gone to some of the biggest companies. They make eight thousand a month straight away. I know a friend who is working for Microsoft, I think he's they're being they're paying him like ten thousand or was it eleven thousand, but he's in, in the US. But either way, you realize that coders they suddenly make this kind of money, so they don't really bother planning, right? To them, it's like, oh, I, I barely spend, you know, as much. They're always in surplus. But the reality is, my friends, if you're a coder, you got to realize that demand supply factors will catch up with you. More and more people are going to computing. I remember those days when I was in university or for however short time that I was in university, the school of computing was like a straight C course, you know. If you get like CCC and you want to apply to NUS and 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 yes, we'll offer you computing. <laughs> and today, it is a straight A program. You know, tons of people want to come into the program and I'm expecting the government and governments all around the world to expand computing courses, to put more funding into educating, to develop coders. So in due time, the, the supply will catch up and, you know, your pay may come down. But for all of us who are like not coders and currently do not enjoy the perks, you know, of making that kind of high income because of the situation, it is okay, guys. Uh, we all can do very, very well over time. We need to realize that most of these people that are very wealthy have accumulated wealth over generations and generations. So no hurry. More often than not, when we are in a hurry, there is underlying insecurity and we need to solve that, right? It's not, a, 
not exactly about financials. But yes, time to time, we have cash flow issues, but it is not a long-term financial challenge. So let's continue to learn more about finance and see how we can then strive for a better life. Which brings me to my third point of why you will almost never make $10,000 a month and it is okay. It is because there is a global job market today. In the past, most people, they work and you know you just your competition is like on the left of you on the right of you in a university or out there in the labor market that's about it but today there are like tally work there's like outsourcing there are you know tons of kind of different arrangement when it comes to work because of the global job market because of internet because of the way we do things today you know less and less laborious and more and more thought based So with internet, with technology, with the thinking economy, you know, more and more of us, most of us are getting challenged globally and everyone around is trying to come to Singapore, honestly, because you make a lot of money uh, relatively to where you come from. Uh, You know, I'm not sure if you heard, but there are tons of stories of professionals, university grads from the Philippines, from Pakistan, from the Bangladesh, from India, they come here and they're willing to take like a smaller job. You know, let me say, they come to Singapore to get underemployed. Yes, they come to Singapore to get underemployed and even under underemployed kind of circumstances, they make way more than whatever they do in their own country. So when you look at that, because the global job market, it is so interconnected, Many of us will never break through that kind of income. In fact, there may be a downtrend in terms of the incomes that we're going to make if we don't keep up with the times. But that, all that being said, I'm not here to scare you. You know, we, we can continue to learn and upgrade and work on ourselves so that we can continue to raise our income over time. The whole idea why I'm doing this episode is because I don't want you to be suffering from all these kind of audacious goals. I don't want you to feel like you're not enough because you don't make $10,000 a month. I don't want you to feel that there is, you know, like like the future is bleak because the future is super bright. Honestly, I'm not like, I don't love Singapore altogether. You know, like there, there are things that I, I think needs to be better, like how the housing scheme conveniently, you know, removes all the single single people until they're 35. So by the time you're 35, you're like, you know, not as exciting and, you know, like you may not get your partner, then, then you finally get a HDB for some reason. <laughs> and... I don't think we, we I think we need to move towards gender equality. I think we need to work on a more accountable kind of structure with CPF. But honestly, if you look at Singapore, it is amazing. They have, we have done a pretty good job. Right. I, I don't think the ruling people have done such a bad job. Honestly, they've done a pretty good job relative to the region. <laughs> it's always relative, right? You look at your neighbor and say, like, hey, actually, my, my, my garden not bad, huh? Compared to my neighbor, right? So when, when we look at it, there are pros and cons living in different places. So objectively, in Singapore, you are pretty all right if you follow the narrative. You are pretty all right if you follow the narrative. And if you really want to make $10,000 a month, chances are you need to fall out from that narrative. You need to like do other stuff. You need to run your own startup, you need to do your own business, you got to be like one of the top in, in whatever profession that you do. And if that is what you want, go for it. If that is what you want, go for it. But I'm going to do another episode, you know, down the road to talk about 
you know, some, some of these challenges as an entrepreneur. And I'm interviewing more entrepreneurs coming on the show. So that is going to be fun. But the takeaway message for today I'm going to share with you is that you are all right. You are fine. You are in good hands. No worries, guys. And so I'm going to sum up the day with the three reasons why you will never make $10,000 a month and it is okay. Number one is because only about 1% to 3% of Singaporeans make such income. This is my prediction based on what I see from the study done by Mr. Tan Eun-se. And number two is that the demand supply governs the skills market. And number three is that there is a global and increasingly global job market. So we are vying with global people in, in terms of the skill sets that we can provide. Ultimately, I want you to know that finance, personal finance is a much bigger topic than just income alone. Work on your expenses, work on your savings, accumulate your wealth, and ultimately you will be able to get there like many other people have done before. I hope you learned something useful today. See ya! Hey, I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated and discussed. I hope you would share what you've gained today with people you love and I want to hear from you. Give me some questions and help me along with building our community of financially savvy coconuts. I hope together we can fulfill our curious minds and our desire for clarity. Talk to me on Facebook or join our community Telegram group. I will do my best to address your questions in a future podcast series, especially if many people are concerned about the same topic. With that, have a great day ahead, stay tuned next week, and always remember, personal finance can be chill, clear, and sustainable for all. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.